Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Conversations of the Way. My name is Carlos, and today we're going to finish the three-part series of Gold. I hope that you have enjoyed the first two episodes, and I hope you enjoy this one as well. So let's get started. Let me ask you a question. What would you like? A million dollars right now, or one penny that would double every day for a month? Today is one penny, the next day is two, the next day is four, and so on. If you had wisdom, you would choose the penny that doubles. It may not seem like it, but the law of compounding will eventually pay off. If you do not understand this principle, by day 15 you will be nervous when your penny has doubled to $163. You will think you made a huge mistake and you're kicking yourself silly. But now you have no choice than to live with the decision you made. By day 27, things are looking better with $671,000, but that is barely halfway over the $1 million mark. But by the next day, you surpass the $1 million mark, and by the end of the month, you have amassed a total of over $5 million. That's right, $5 million. You started with a penny, and at the end of the month, you have $5 million. That right there is wisdom. I think that there would have been plenty of people that would have taken a million and just spent it all away. The set apart scriptures, the word of our Heavenly Father, is there to help us navigate through, the, through this life. There is a lot of wisdom and understanding in every single book, chapter, verse, and even in every word. It is really an unsearchable book with many layers. I think that King Solomon said it best in Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verse 13. And I apply my heart to seek and to search out by wisdom all that is done under heaven. It is an unhappy business that God has given to the children of men to be busy with. End quote. We will not be able to understand this book just with wisdom. We need to be filled with the Spirit. We need to pray to the Father through His Son that He may give us that wisdom knowledge, and understanding that only comes through Him according to His will. We are living in a world where, there, where all the information in history can be attained just by a few strokes and slides from your phone. We have access to what man in the past would only dream of. But like anything else, it is not what we have, but how we use it. Most use it to entertain themselves instead of educating themselves. I myself have fallen victim to this. Hard not to, as the intent is to make us keep watching. But, even if we can get past not using this access for entertainment purposes only, and use it to get more wisdom, there's only so much of this so-called wisdom. What I mean by this is that anyone can call anything wisdom. Some in my age group will listen to the music of today and I'll call it music. Same with movies. This means that in this world, these kind of things are subjective. If we think that the music, movies, or wisdoms we are gathering is good, then it is good. But that does not mean that it is. Of course, we have biases as well. You may think that I have a bias when I say that there's only one true wisdom and that wisdom comes out of the mouth of the one only true creator of the heavens, the earth, and the seas. 
I have looked at other so-called wisdoms, and none of them ring true to me like his. When I hear the wisdom of man, it bases itself around self-improvement, and when you seek self-improvement, then everyone else benefits from it. There is some truth to that, but this, but this way can only take you so far, and it has a way to end up with selfishness and self-destruction. But in this conversation, we're not going to discuss the wisdom of man, but the wisdom of our heavenly Father. And what better book to navigate this wisdom than from the book of Proverbs? Before we dig into wisdom. Let us go lightly through the terms wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Knowledge is knowing something, something factual, but you may not understand it. An example would be, I know we have to be at her house for seven o'clock, but I do not know why. And wisdom kicks it up a knowledge and understanding up just a bit more. So, in this example, we know that we must be at her house at seven. We do not know why. So we're going to ask why, and once we know why, we have we will have the wisdom, insight, discernment to get to the house 15 minutes prior because we don't want to be late for the surprise party. Or have you ever heard the quote, "Knowledge is knowing what to say, wisdom is knowing when to say it." It is like there's three levels. You first need to know, then understand. And then that will take you a step closer to wisdom. Having knowledge and understanding does not guarantee you wisdom, but we need the other two to acquire it. All right, let us see what the scriptures say about wisdom. Let us go through a few verses. Proverbs two six. For the heavenly Father gives wisdom; from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Proverbs four six seven. Do not forsake wisdom, and she will protect you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this: get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. Proverbs sixteen sixteen. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get an insight rather than silver. Proverbs thirteen ten. Where there is strife, there is pride, but wisdom is found. Is found in those who take advice. Proverbs one seven. The fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs three seven. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear God and shun evil. These were just a few, and I could keep going. The whole book is full of them. That is why I recommend reading one chapter a day. But I think we get the point from these verses. The only one that is wise is the Father, and true wisdom comes only from Him. It starts by knowing that we need to fear Him, understanding that He loves us, and receiving the one and only true wisdom that can only come from Him. Wisdom will guide us away from the pitfalls of life. It will create abundance, and if used properly. It will be to give all honor and glory to the Father through His Son. As wise as a man as Solomon was, and as many great things as he did, he failed his heavenly Father. He was giving clear instructions not to marry foreign women. The fact that they were from another place was not the problem. 
The problem is that these women do not worship the same Elohim, the same God, as Solomon. They worship their own gods. But Solomon so blindly loved these women that they turned his heart away. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 3. He would then go and build temples so his wives could make sacrifices to their gods. Of course, this was an abomination. All this wisdom for nothing. I will even say that it is better not to be wise if wisdom will just take you away from the straight and narrow path. But of course, it is not the wisdom. It is the evil in our hearts. Regardless of the horrendous mistakes that Solomon made, I will personally keep seeking for wisdom. I just need to remember not to seek wisdom for my own pleasure. The treasures I need to be collecting are not to be stored here on earth, where they will collect rust and dust. Matthew chapter 6 verse 19 No amount of gold or wisdom can be enough to take my eye away from him. Wisdom comes from him. So how can we keep wisdom from getting the best out of us? How can we stop it from letting it get to our heads so we do not have to be hum- so we don't have to be humbled and disciplined? We follow his ways. And God told Solomon this. It is not like he gave him wisdom and threw him out to the wolves. He's a good father and does not want anyone of us to fail. He is the great encourager. In 1 Kings chapter 9 verses 4 through 8, it reads, And as for you, If you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and my rules, then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever. As I promised David your father, saying, You should not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them, and the house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out out of my sight. And Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. End quote. Sound familiar? Does it not sound like what our parents will tell us? If you come late, then I will take that fill in the blank from you right? Your video games or your bike or whatever. We just need to listen closer to him and do as he says. Because besides being loving, he's also wise, just wanting what is best for us. Final thoughts. When I look around, not only in my daily life, but also around the world, I see people that are being elevated as almost kings for the so-called wisdom that they have. These people are smart, really smart. They're running factories to unheard capacities. They're developing new products, processes, and services to make things better, faster, and safer. They're promising a utopia to the world. A world where we no longer must toil, no longer hunger, no longer suffer, and no longer have a need or a want. They are also promising the ultimate. They are promising peace, shalom. I honestly, I'm not sure what they mean by that. It all sounds too good to be true, and it probably is. Just like Solomon, they are wise in their own eyes. Peace will only come through him. John chapter 14, verse 27. 
I'll end, I'll end with the last few verses of Mark 8. This is the famous chapter where Jesus feeds the 4,000, heals the blind man, and where Peter acknowledges him as the Messiah. This is also the chapter where he prophesizes his death and resurrection. The chapter finishes by the Messiah saying, Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous, adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. End quote. What is the point? What's the point of doing all these things done by so-called wisdom if you're just going to forfeit your soul? Let's focus on following him and the way and everything else will fall in place as it should. You want true wisdom? Then do as Jesus did. All right, everyone, that is all I have for you. I hope you enjoyed the series. I think I have a couple more series to go, and I'm looking forward to sharing those things with you as well. All right, everyone, be safe, be good, and I'll see you next time.